Hey. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Humble Lion podcast. Today, we have Usaima with us on the show. Hi, Fiona. <laughs> we met back like seven years ago. We met when I was doing my internship at Bell Media. Yes. Usaima was one of my mentors, which I held dear to my heart. Oh, <laughs> very close to you there. So I always find it really weird when I introduce people on the podcast because I, I hate asking, how do you define yourself? We shouldn't be defined by the things that we do. How do you go about doing that in a way that doesn't make you sound alien? Where do I begin? Where do I, I even so begin? Many... You want me to give you my life story? Yeah. You know? Well, that's it. And I think it's a, it's a social cliche that we have, uh, which is normal. I mean, we want to position the person in front of us, uh, you know, in our social map to see where they are, where are we, how can yeah. we adapt our conversation to them? You know what I'm saying? I think it's, a, it's just a safe question to ask. But of course, what I've learned personally with time is that the best thing to ask people is, you know, like what, what's exciting in your life these days? Like what, uh, what, what makes you passionate? And maybe like start with, you know, just um, simple questions like, uh, oh, even like whether the travel or not, because you don't know that people might not be able to travel. People may not have the means or the mm-hmm. time, et cetera. So that can be a little bit uncomfortable for them. But I think... Um, and this is the beauty with, you know, again, gaining experience about life, et cetera, is that you, you see what works and what doesn't work. You see what territory is uncomfortable for people, what territory is more safe and more, yeah, um, yeah is more safe for everyone. Because then how many times have we met people for the first time? And the first thing that they ask, you know, when we ask them, what do you do? They tell us, well, I'm looking for a job or they pause and reflect and you can feel that they're a little bit uncomfortable. So we don't yeah. want to make people uncomfortable. You know, we want to show them that we're open to them. So because when we were working together, like you were very spiritual and I, I felt drawn to you because in a corporate environment where there were a lot of talking heads, actually, because we were in a reporting studio, you know, I felt really drawn to you because you were more spiritual. You were more like, um, write this article, but I want you to think about the people you'll be interviewing. I want you to think about um, the things that motivate them. And it was very, it was something I needed at that time because I was really into people and human behavior. So, yes, so yeah, I really want to talk about spirituality with you and like um, how you get more connected with yourself. And yeah. to add on to what you said about, uh, you know, interviewing people, etc. Often, and what I find quite unfortunate in media these days is, um, especially with the social media, etc., people uh, like the reporter or the interviewer, they want to feel that they're bigger than nature. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. tend to take a lot of space and they tend to make the story about them. Even their question, their question tends to be extremely long. And it's like, buddy, you slow down. It's not about you. The story is not about you. It's about whomever you're interviewing. It's about the other side. It's yeah. about... So I think there's a humbling exercise to be done, right? For whomever works in the media, you have to be extremely humble when you're interviewing people, you know, you have to forget about yourself. You're not the story. You're not important. Like the person in front of you is important. Whatever they have to say is more important and fine. You know, there's a lot of ego in, in, (laughs) in the world of media. We know that it's, yeah, I want my image to be out there. I want my name to be out there. I want to be, you know, recognized and famous the people are obsessed about being famous at the end of the day fiona who cares who cares who cares if you're famous who cares if your name is out there or not who cares if you get credits or not the day where you decide that i don't care about credits 
oh my God, your life will be 100% different. Yeah. Because, because at the end, you care more about the end product. You care more about the process itself. You care, and you don't care about you. You don't need validation. You see, that's the thing. You don't need yeah. your social validation. If you know that you have it from within, you don't need, you don't seek it anymore. And honestly, Fiona, this is so transformational. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's like, it depends on your subject, how much they want to talk. There are so many different moving parts to an interview that you have to make sure that you're going with them in the direction that they want. And so that's where like the role of interviewer becomes tricky because it's like, okay, they're not comfortable with this. How can I use my tricks to like move the conversation to what they would want? But then you have to also like kind of get into their mind and be like, what do what do they want right now? It's hard. I think it all depends on how you, who you're interviewing. If you're interviewing politicians, for instance, or anyone in a you know public figure who have, you know, who have uh, like we say in French, they can't rendre, or they have to basically um, respond to the the public. Yeah. This is different. You need to make them uncomfortable. You need to ask the right questions, even if it's uncomfortable for them. Yeah. Because at the end, you are you know, basically you care about democracy, you care about, uh, you care about, um, you know, uh, getting the information out there for the greater good for the public. But if you're interviewing someone, let's say who lived, you know, in a war zone for X amount of years, uh, uh, you know, COVID-19 patient, I don't know, like someone who's vulnerable, someone, even, even someone who has a simple story to share, um, you know, you can be, I guess, more gentle, right? The approach is different. And you'll be able to read people. Like right now, Fiona, I think you're, you're able to read people. You have experience right now with interviewing people. You're able to read people. And not, yeah, for sure, you're right. You have to um, basically um, follow them, you know. And it's, it's really surprising how sometimes when we listen to people when they talk, um, it's surprising how it can take different tangents. And unless you have a specific agenda, which mm-hmm. you should, you should have an agenda, but at the same time, it's good to be open to people and see where the conversation leads and it can lead you to really interesting places. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Like we, we just touched on fame right there and I kind of have a contrasting opinion um, just because what I've seen with fame is the power associated with it and the people that you can actually get into contact with, with that said fame but nowadays i do agree people just want to be famous because there's like this shininess to it it's like oh my name people know me it's like being popular in high school that kind of fame serves nothing but the fame that comes with power let's say that i i blow up this humble line podcast and then i can interview barack obama and get into his mind do you know what i'm saying like then with that fame comes the ability to open doors so that's the only reason why i'm like let's go that's the the drive and the hustle that pushes me to to towards fame but i do understand that there's different like motivating factors um the actual process of hearing someone's story can actually put your life on a tangent and then completely make you forget about the fame and then yeah i don't even know that this absolutely no you're right at the same time it comes with the responsibility and a very dangerous uh path because i mean just today i was reading the news um there's a famous singer who said something on his Twitter and now he's in hot waters and now he's like mea culpa, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Oh, who said that? Okay, I mean. What was the guy? Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Adams. And what did he say? Very famous. Yeah, I think he commented something about COVID-19 and uh, he sort of mentioned uh, China and uh, anyway, some of of his uh, comments were a little bit racist. 
but but anyway i think i'll let you i'll let you read that tweet um, okay. instagram post that that's now probably deleted but probably not deleted because nothing gets deleted mm-hmm. out there <laughs> yeah you know and also i mean you know you see a lot of people let's say who are famous who are become famous and they're sort of using the social media platforms are very uh, in a clumsy way mm. and you really forget that there's a whole audience that's behind it you know what i'm saying that's and whatever true. they're saying can be taken in context out of context but anyway by the time it's it's out there it's already too late and sometimes it's really a matter of microsecond so the thing is if you don't know how the social media works just don't either get acquainted with how it works or just yeah. don't at all and then yeah, I do see what you're saying, but then it's like also two sides of a coin. It's like, are we trying to make social media more human where we can go on social media and see people make these mistakes? Like people unfiltered will say weird things. And then that's where you learn, you know, that's where you learn that what you're saying, maybe you need to be a little bit more educated, Brian Adams, and don't make those comments. But then because he was vulnerable like that, he, he, he grew from that experience, you know, or Mm -hmm. he just keep it fake and not say anything. And then we're all living in this like social media where nobody wants to express their opinions because of fear. So then we use social media as a fear platform where like, we're all fake. We're all just putting our best images on social media. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's hard. It should be more human where we can like, in my opinion, I think like, seeing things that make us go, I can't believe they said that. It's like, I think that's where social media is going because we can't be anything but human. We're human. I mean, fine, we're human, but at the same time, you and I, you know, dressed up for this interview, you and I made an effort to present ourselves at a best nature. You know what I'm saying? If we both rolled out of bed (laughs) without, you know, washing our face and putting the face on, et cetera, that's not, I mean, it doesn't make us fake. It doesn't make us less human. It just makes us, you know, Our I guess appropriate. Yeah. Right. It makes us appropriate for the audience and also out of respect, out of respect for you, out of respect for myself, yeah. <laughs> out of respect for your audience. Right. I think same thing goes with social media. I think if every single one of them out there in this uh, Twitter sphere or Facebook sphere or yeah. Instagram sphere, yeah. if we all literally lo- rolled out of bed because we wanted to be human and vulnerable, I think it's going to be quite of a zoo. You know what I'm saying? If, if it's a free for all, yeah, you know, actually you should see TikTok. Be quite dangerous. Yeah. TikTok right I'm now. not on it. Thank God. No, <laughs> you know, I barely am on Instagram after years of peer pressure from friends. I finally made an Instagram page, but I'm like, I have no idea how to, it's not like I don't have any idea how to navigate this, but I'm like, I don't know what to put. I mean, I have fine. I can put food, you know, and I'm a very, very private person. Yeah. Um, I don't share, you know, my emotion, not my emotions, but I don't, I share sometimes, but I'm not an oversharer. I always like think twice before posting it out there. Instead of that, I just write, rather write, I write for myself. Like I rather journal, I'd rather like do like a word dump instead of just go online and write something that would be regretting years later. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, but it's fine. I mean, whomever is, you know, comfortable with these social media platforms, TikTok, et cetera, and it's working well for them. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I think, again, I think it's just the way that you approach it because you know how you say maybe what you write today, you'll regret years later, but what about the thing that you write today on social media could help someone at that spiritual level, at that, um, 
point in their journey where a few years later, you'll be like, oh my God, this, this article that I wrote, it's not even me anymore, but it's still helping people with like, you're, you're a new you and it's still helping people because it was part of your journey then. And it's someone's journey now. Yeah. So yeah, of course, could so be. Yeah, I, I guess Absolutely. it just depends how we use it. Of course, your intention, you know, intention is such a powerful word and it's so important because the same action, right, can have two different intentions and two different, the same outcome. So same action, same outcome, different, but different intentions, you know, yeah. let's say if you receive, I don't know, if someone dumps garbage on you, okay, you're all like mad and because you're all filthy because someone yeah. dumped garbage on you. But the intention of the person is like, oh, my mistake, I'm sorry, I didn't see you, or I intentionally want to hurt you mm -hmm. and then garbage on you. You see, you know what I'm saying? So that's why, and often we're so quick at, you know, reacting, you know, it's like, hey, wait a minute, why, you know, why do you do this? But, but it's so important to look at the intention behind any action, to be forgiving as well, and to, you know, be drama free. Yeah. <laughs> These things can escalate so easily when someone does an action on you. If you don't know what the intention is, um, it can escalate quite easily. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I would like to get into the thing that I think that is the coolest thing ever. You have a theme book. It's a notebook yeah. that you, you put a theme to every year and you follow that one theme and it kind of guides your year. That I think is so yeah. cool. If you want to like explain a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit geeky this way. Um, <laughs> so I guess I use this instead of using social media and dub everything out there on social media yeah. for it to haunt, to, to haunt me haunt. years, yeah. <laughs> haunt my kids and my grandkids as a generation <laughs> after. I guess I have, um, so yeah, I sort of came up, I love journaling. I love writing. I love, you know, being in my own head. Um, sometimes I'm too much in my own head, but, um, so basically every year I have like a notebook it's it's an empty notebook and um and uh basically it's like a workbook you know it's like it's being like anything creative. like this yeah it's and I like it I like colors so I'll make it a bit more pretty oh, okay. I like colors oh that's like a posted and little organizers so it's like a little organizer so I have like this notebook I got it from a doll store it's really like okay. two bucks three bucks whatever so I have like these like with little tags little tags it's easy easily accessible because i used to write notes from like you know in a linear fashion so basically have a just write everything i do that just from, from 80s yeah we all do that right but i realized that you know i never revisit those notes i never look back right because it's just buried somewhere in the past and i don't think about looking back so i thought to myself you know what why don't i just organize my thoughts better and make it in a way that i can revisit these thoughts anytime I need it or anytime I want. And I decided to have only one book a year. Uh, so this I need to complete by the end of the year. Okay. Oh, and so you find a, it difficult to complete it? It doesn't like get filled up in the first four months? No, because, um, because this is what's interesting is like when I organize my thoughts, organize, compartmentalize, it gets easier for me to just write what's important and what's essential. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't waste papers. I don't like wasting. Yeah, I really true. don't like wasting. So yeah, sometimes I have like a little drawings and sometimes, so it's, uh, it really depends. So this accompanies me everywhere I go. Even when I travel, I'll bring it with me. It's like my, my buddy. And sometimes like, let's say when I go meet friends and you know, people are always late. So I bring it with me. And instead of just scrolling my phone, I just write whatever comes to my mind and it just, yeah.
yeah, just my, it's my buddy. Now, I was about to say, like, nothing so secretive about it. It's not like a, a like, and you know, journal. Um, if you were to lose it, for instance. If I were to lose it or someone steals it, I would say, you know, you know, if, the, if that person can learn a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But, uh, I mean, I also write things in cryptic. So, I mean, if that ever mm-hmm. happens, at least. Uh, <laughs> there's no social security number there. So, no worries. What are but, a few of the tabs in your book? I have a tab about, okay, so my, my theme this year is simplify. Simplify. Uh, mm-hmm. My theme last year was, what was it last year? Okay, so two years ago was prioritize. Uh, last year was growth. Growth. And this year is simplify. Nice. So simplify can mean so many different things for so many people. For me, it means, um, although it's not my philosophy 100%, but minimalism. I'm not a, a super duper minimalist, you know, like I like stuff, but yeah. I like stuff that have purpose and that I can use that are pretty and that are quality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it's not like hoarding um, where I just buy everything that I know. So anyway, simplify means for me, um, you know, it means for monotasking. Oh my God. Like for me, simplify is also monotasking. It's something that I'm trying to implement more and more in my life. You Which know? is the, the, Complete opposite of multitasking. Oh, yeah. Multitask- I've been a multitasker for such a long time. I've been obsessed with multitasking, girl. Oh, my God. For the longest time, mm-hmm. I've, I've been so obsessed with Give me an example. Give you an example. I'll be like running, let's say, running around the track at the gym. And uh, also listening to a lecture about, um, <laughs> about you know, productivity and this yeah. and that. And it's like I need to be productive in my physical space and also my mental space. Yeah. Like this is one example of multitask. Another example of multitasking is having like so many tabs on my computer, answering the phone whenever it comes, uh, answering the emails, uh, responding to. E- like I was yeah. all over the place. I was miserable. But monotasking is like right now I am with Fiona. Nothing else exists. Nothing yeah. else matters. It's me and Fiona, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you find so much beauty and quality in it because you're not all over the place. You're yeah. like right here, right now. You know, yeah. it's so magical. Yeah. So going back to your question, I have simplify another task about positivity, um, which is a concept I need to revisit positivity. Okay. So there's something called toxic positivity that I'm mm. more about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it. touch on that actually, because it's been a huge theme um, recently in my life too, where I've been hearing toxic positivity and I understand it now from my perspective. It's just like using positivity as a way to spiritually bypass things that need addressing so let's say that you um you've been receiving like uh or let's say that you're overeating and you're like no it's okay it's gonna be okay uh you know it's quarantine i could just keep overeating it's gonna be okay rather than address like what is this emotional trigger that's making me overeat that's my view of it oh yeah it makes sense and also there's something called toxic productivity which ties to uh, multitasking because that's also very, it's very detrimental, toxic, toxic productivity. It's like, okay, I feel worthless right now because I don't, I'm not as productive as I used to. Yeah. But Hey girl, relax. Cause we're in COVID-19 era. Yeah. <laughs> you have to relax. And it's okay. If you, you're not at your prime, it's okay. If you're not as productive as you used to, you know what I'm saying? Like we have yeah. to be gentle with ourselves. Yeah. And I think if anything right now, this confinement and this 
you know, it's unprecedented right now. Like we don't even know when normal is going to be like and when and how it's going to be like. So it's okay. And we shouldn't compare ourselves to how things used to be. Like right now I had like a to every year I start with a to-do list. Okay. And I divide this to-do list by months and weeks. So I can, it could be like more actionable item. But right now, I'm not going to say things are out of the window, but things have changed. My to-do list is no longer relevant. It's no longer, it's no longer accurate. You know, like things have changed so much. There's a lot of things I'm no, no longer able to do because of the circumstances. So I need to adapt. I need to change. I need to revisit that. I need to look at my priorities. I need to, so yeah, it's, it's quite challenging for sure. Yeah. And do you think that, you're going to be better off outside of this? Like, how do you think COVID is um, kind of impacting your life right now? Oh, it is impacting my life. It's not easy. Of course, it's not easy for anyone. I mean, fine, you make the bread, fine, you do your workouts, fine, you, <laughs> you know, it's going to be fine, hashtag, uh, ça va bien, but at the, yeah. at the same time, yeah, I can because it's out of our control we don't know how it's gonna look like we have days where it's like yeah i don't feel like getting out of bed you know I, yeah but it's because we don't know we don't know i mean life is not gonna go back like it was two months ago we don't know how it's gonna look like i'm happy that it's not gonna go back the way it was because it was fabricated but like heavily um uh, male energy like there's woman energy and there's male energy the male is like the hustle 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 uh the the work like 80 hours a week type thing and like I'm happy that that's broken and yeah. we can see through that mm-hmm. and now I hope that there's going to be more nurturing more like time and space to breathe yeah. outside of this because people are going to miss quarantine they're going to be like no I remember when I had that time for me then they're going to remember some people go their whole lives without even feeling that time for me so everyone is forced to feel that time for me which I think will will that energy will have a huge part in our new new world yeah it will be interesting to look at how things will will change and they have to change um but at the same time you know like I've read posts like Oh, if during this quarantine you don't write your first first book, if you don't learn a new language, and uh, <laughs> if you don't uh, set up your side hustle, question yourself. See, that's an example of toxic productivity. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, wait a minute, buddy, slow down. First of all, we're not. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not the normal now. It's not the norm. Like we're living a, a crisis. We live a pandemic, and people are dying. You know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. are dying. The world is changing. We have no control over that. Sometimes we're not in a headspace of writing a book. We're not in a headspace of learning a new language. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done. That a lot of healing, yeah. In regular life, we didn't have time to address. So I, wh- what I would say about that is just like, this is a time to heal. And if we're avoiding healing by like watching shows all day and playing video games all day, that's also not good. So it's such like a... Yeah. Of course, we need to hear. and we live in an interesting world because the reality of the pandemic is, yes, sometimes, you know, some people are home confined, the majority of people are home confined, but you have so many people, which is not the reality at all. Yeah. You know, they're frontline workers, they have to be at the hospital, they have to tend for the most needy, etc. So they don't have this luxury, quote unquote, yeah. to sit, sit at home with their loved ones or, you know put some candles and some like spa music and just reflect about life, et cetera. Yeah. Like this is a luxury that a lot of people have yeah. and a lot of people don't have it. 
you know, yeah, like families who live in poorer neighborhoods who don't, who aren't entitled to the stimulus check, who are freaking out that they're losing jobs, or people with small businesses who are realizing that their entire dream is over because they have to close down. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's this is quite difficult, and it's uh, it's contradictory. You know, it's a paradox. I mean, maybe two neighbors living side by side have two different, completely different reality. Yeah. And I think sometimes you feel so powerless because you want to be part of the solution. You want to help, but you feel powerless. You know, it's like, how can I help? How can I be a solution? Because I mean, you don't want to look back 10 years from now or 20 years from now. It's like, what did I do during this pandemic? Well, absolutely nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fine. I mean, the fact that you're staying at home and you're following um, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, orders, you know, yeah. restrictions, etc. That's that's that. This is the minimum we can do. You know what I'm saying? It's like don't yeah. spread, <laughs> don't spread the disease. Don't contribute to spreading the disease. It's already something. Yeah. But it's like I think all human beings have this thing in them that don't want to help, want to contribute to the solution, want to reach out to their neighbors. So yeah. I think we all can do it differently, right? It's we can. Yeah. There's so much we can do in our capacity individually, right? And my heart goes out to a lot of people who are alone, oh, who yes. are at home alone and who oh, struggle yeah. with mental illness and who need like, you know, connection with other people connection. to feel better. That, that must be really hard. It's just to not forget about these people and to try to, try to reach out, reach to, out them. to them. Reach out to them sometimes, reach out to them. Like I've reached out to some, some of my friends, you know, reconnected with people, with people I haven't spoken with in some time. Yeah. Like that was nice. You know, like that was reach out to family members, talk to them on the phone, like Skype. Uh, yeah. Like that's nice. That's important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like little things like this, but for sure we need to reevaluate how we do things, reevaluate in life. And if anything, like this pandemic has shown us like what's important and what's not important. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What's important Absolutely. in life and what's not important. Like I look at my to-do list. I'm like, wow, okay. So this, these are things that I sort of plan to do in March, April. My God, none of it is important now. You know what I'm saying? Like none of it is yeah. possible. None of it is important. Like my now, my headspace is completely in a different area. So what were some of the things that you had on your to-do list? Oh, I think I erased it or something. But I mean, it's a little like, like going to X Y Z place, you know, or oh, visit, you know, visit, or, or even like you know, take a different direction for my business or work on this X Y Z project. Like now, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just like things like this, and it's a lot of things. Again, it's out of my control. Yeah. I, I can't, I, my hands are tied a lot, yeah. you know, but I mean, we are creative as human beings. We are creative. Yeah. We're differently creative, but we're creative. You know, you always find different ways to, to, uh, to do things. I mean, for instance, I love reporting and I've been, you know, working on a number of projects and there's still need for those, for those projects. But at the same time, it means that I need to be present and uh, in a field and interview people and potentially expose myself to, to harm, to, 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 yeah contamination and quite frankly i don't want to i don't want to do that yeah i don't have the proper equipment and i don't want to put myself at harm or other people out of harm so i'm like okay if i can take a different direction which is okay you know like i have a master's in educational technology and uh you know there's a lot of demand now for distance education and e-learning etc so let me explore that path. Yes. so it's 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 important to be creative it's important to also have 
a lot of tools in your arsenal and say, okay, today this is good. Tomorrow it's not good anymore. Let me revisit. Let me redo things differently. Let yeah. me, you know, it's like a survival mode a little bit. Quotation it's so marks. important to be adaptable. Hundred percent. Yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of things that you told me were in that book that I found really cool. It was like um, tools to use when you're in a certain situation. So yeah. tools to use when I am angry and then you mm -hmm. go there. Can you give us an example of that? Oh, for sure. So one of my, <laughs> that's like the definition of knowing yourself. <laughs> oh my God, girl. Do we, do we know ourselves? That, uh, it's a, it's we, a journey. Yes. Yeah. Cause we're always changing. We always changing. So that's the thing, like going back to the to-do list I did a couple of months ago, like today is no longer relevant because we've changed. Things have changed. Yeah. And we're constantly changing, which is beautiful. You know, look at the seasons. Okay. Seasons change every yeah. three months. I mean, now we're in perpetual like, fall winter, yeah. <laughs> but things change. So we need to change as well. I mean, I need to change. And the way we react to things also change. Yeah. You know, like I used to be like super argumentative and uh, just talk back all the time. And now it's, I'm a total opposite. I don't like to argue. Like I really do not to argue. Like if, if you want to have the last word, please have it. Yeah. If this can keep my sanity and drama like at zero level, I'll be happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that comes back to the idea of validation. I don't need validation from anyone. If I fight, fight to get this validation that I'm a stronger person than you, well, this at the expense of what? My, my well-being? No, yeah, thank I guess you. It depends what you're fighting for. Because sometimes yeah. it's not to have the last word, but it's for a cause, let's say. Like, let's say we're, we're fighting about racism or something. And it's like so important that you open the other person's mind. And then you realize that the other person's mind can't be open, then you give up. But if you can see that, that like your words are impacting the person, then you argue to like, to open their minds. I'm just such a free thinker. So when I see someone with a closed mind, I'm like, I will have the last word to open your mind, not even to validate myself, but so that you can get out of the box that you've formed around your brain type thing. Yeah, I love that. You know? But it's exhausting, Fiona. Yeah. I was in it for years. It's, I was exhausted. Yeah. I was exhausted because, you know, people are entitled to their own opinions, if, even if yes. they're bigots Wrong. and even if they are the Trumps of this world yeah. and racist, etc. You can argue with Trump until tomorrow morning and you, you can never win. You will never win. Yeah. So you're going to come back exhausted. You will come back absolutely drained and you'll be paying for it you know, with your own sanity, with your own happiness. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand where you come from. And I think it's very noble to fight for the causes that are so yeah. important to you. Um, I personally, personally, I don't have this energy anymore. <laughs> it just made me angry. And so that's why I have so much respect for the activists of this world. I have a lot of respect for them because it, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of, but you know, maybe for these people, this fuels them. This yeah. makes them. That's their you know purpose, let's say. Yes, yeah. exactly. And yeah. they're in a great space and this is where they strive the most, which is awesome. It's great. Um, so that's why it's important to know yourself. Know yourself. Know what your limits are. Know what your capacity is. Yes. And, and, and know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Yeah. You know, to go back to your, your question about, where did I put this? I think I put this in the, 
positivity tab. Yeah, because we're talking about positivity. I, I put this in, in a positivity tab. So basically the idea is to, what to do when you're in a certain situation, what to do when you're, oh, maybe it's an ideas tab. I'll put, I'll put it somewhere. Um, so it, it's, I, I know it by heart, but <laughs> you see, I'm supposed to know where my things are, but. Uh, no, but it's also, maybe you open a page that gives you another piece of information that you didn't even know you were looking for. And that hits you more than the thing you were looking for. And you're like, oh, yeah. 100%. But to answer your question, so basically I came up with, a, it's called like um, the first aid kit for the heart. Okay. Yes. So I let's say, that. yeah. So what to do. And I do this, I do these lists when I'm in a neutral state, not when I'm angry, or not me. when I'm sad, yeah. not when I'm all over the place anxious. I, I do this list when I'm, when I'm ready, when I'm in a neutral state, or perhaps even better when I'm in a happy state. This mm. way I'm like in solution, uh, you know, okay. solution. So I have a page. It's like, what to do? So what should I do? It's 10 things to do when I'm angry another page 10 things to do when i'm sad 10 things to do when i feel like a failure 10 things to do when i feel like a boss 10 things to do when i'm um, anxious mm -hmm. so basically like it's a pre-prepared list um a go-to place where i can let's say i'm experiencing anger right now of course maybe my first um, reflex is not to open my book Maybe the first reflex is to act on the spot, but the idea is to practice so you can control your emotions. Yeah. And the idea is like things that I came up with when I'm angry, let's say, what should I do when I'm angry? When I'm angry, first of all, I mean, I, I, I just take a piece of paper and write 10 things that I'm grateful for, like 10 things that I'm grateful for, or it could be something as I also do the, what, um, what is it called? Not what if experience, the so what experience. Okay. The so what exercise. So let's say, what's bothering me? This and that. Why, am you, why are you angry? Because of this. So what? Because of this. So what? so what? Because of this. And at the end, you're like, okay, well. There's no more so what. There's no more so what. So you kind of get, no more, it. You just you get over it. In that conversation with yourself. With yourself. So instead of going on Facebook and rant a page oh, and a half. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. I guarantee you, if you're not, people don't care. I know people do not care. Even your friends, your closest yeah. friends yeah. do not care about your rent. Do not care. Yeah. So what's the point of putting it out there and just fight? Fine. You poured your heart out. It's out there. People will just label you as someone who's angry, who's whatever. Fine. You're going to get a couple of likes, couple of hearts, couple yeah. of this, couple of that. At the end, it's not going to serve you. You're still going to, and people can fuel, by the way, people can yeah. fuel your anger because each person will put their own insecurities their own, you know, personal experiences. And it's just going to be a ma'am of, um, actually, but you know what? I love how we always have contrasting views. This is really good <laughs> because, um, remember when I told you, um, I invited someone over and they kind of put me in a compromising position, which made me feel like I was about to be abused. So mm -hmm. from that, uh, victim mentality, I was like, if I don't release something about how I feel right now into the world, I will not feel healed. Even if I do it alone, you know, I wrote a song and I was like, I could keep this for me, but I felt that in keeping that for me, I was, I was still the victim and he had power over me if I kept it to myself. So by releasing it and by putting it out in the world, it wasn't even for other people to see. It was like, yeah, F you, 
that I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of what people will say. I'm putting it out there because I want to heal from it. So it it depends on like why you're putting it out. Like you said, intention is everything. And like you said, like not a lot of people, not a lot of people commented, you said, uh, not many people commented. Um, and even the people that saw me in person looked at me differently and looked at me weirdly, but from there, it showed me so much. It taught me that not many people know how to deal with trauma. Not many people have been in traumatic places where they can come and help you. So by doing all that, I learned a lot about the people around me and their, their inability to deal with pain, which showed me so much. It actually helped me heal so much because I was like, wow, girl, you are the healer. You are your own healer. And yeah, it just really helped. <laughs> but Fiona, you know, very few people know how to deal with pain. Yeah. And true. trauma, et cetera. Like that's why therapists are there. Uh, psychotherapists and professionals in healthcare and uh, mental health uh, issues, they're there. Um, okay. not, not a friend. Friends cannot help you heal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, therapy can help you heal. Um, you know, they will show you the tools, the methods, etc. But I think um, what's dangerous is when you know a friend comes and you know tells you um, and asks for your guidance, etc. Fine, you can give your your guidance in the best possible way, but at the yeah. same time, it's important to say you know it's it's not my my job. At the same time, like I can help you navigate whatever emotions you have, but at the same time, certain things are better off be dealt with uh, healthcare professionals. You know, they are equipped and they're very neutral as well in the way they process things. I guess, and the way I guess they, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have, but you're right. I mean, sometimes you put it out there and it's a personal experience of yours Yeah. and it resonated with some people and you were vulnerable enough to put it out there. Yeah. And someone saw that humanity in you and, uh, and, and I guess your intention was bigger than your own ego to say, exactly. oh, I just want to put it there to lash on a guy. No, your intention is to raise awareness, right? That's the thing. About it's abuse, about Yeah. And yeah. sharing personal experiences. I mean, stories, right? You know, we know the power of stories. Like we're both journalists, we know the power of stories. Power, yes. Stories are extremely powerful in giving hope. And um, like you said, showing humanity, that is the sentence of the year, because that's something that I've been seeing on social media that I'm craving to shake up. Like, where is the humanity? Where are we people? We're, we're humans behind this screen. Like you see us through a screen, but we're human. Yeah, we are humans. We're humans before we are like our, whatever title we have, professional title, Yeah. whatever role that we choose to have. We're human beings at the end. And you know it's we want to maximize pleasure and avoid pain period (laughs) see that's why sometimes like you know like when I go through a problem or an issue or whatever I try to solve it as much as possible from my end by journaling by writing down yeah and to just like dump whatever emotions I have and try to process it on my own because sometimes like you don't want to dump this negative uh, these negative emotions on someone else yes right um absolutely I remember once I was at a restaurant with a friend and we're sitting close to a window so you can see people who are passing by and we're having a good time. A friend and I we're talking, chatting, laughing. And then all of a sudden there's this girl, she comes and sees me. We're like Facebook friends. Like we not really close friends, just Facebook friends. She comes in. I'm like, what's her name again? You know, <laughs> it's like, I know you're my Facebook friend, etc. So yeah. she comes in the restaurant. She's like, ah, she's like all super hyper. I'm like, okay, hi. And then she comes in like inside. She started talking and then she started like 
talking about how the, 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 the problems she's going through. While you were with your friend? Yes. Oh. It says so-and-so, like all the trauma that she's living. And it was really weird. They were bizarre. Somehow she felt like she needed to talk to me about it. Or maybe she, I'm like the first face she sees. Yeah. Learning yeah. whatever news she got. And then she was like for five minutes. And it was really traumatic, whatever she had. And then she left. And then I literally felt like a black cloud coming and raining in our, you know, sunny day. Yeah. Because afterwards, like her energy was just so negative. Yeah. It was just it's like, how can we switch from this to whatever emotion or whatever energy we had before? Yeah. And I just felt it was very unfair for her to do that. I mean, I'm not her friend. The circumstance, I mean, she didn't know the friend I was with. The circumstances yeah. were not, you know, appropriate. And she just gave herself permission to come and raid on our parade and leave. Yeah. Leave us with this negativity. And we're like, yeah. how do we deal with it? Like, it's not fair. So that made me reflect. It's like, you know, it's not fair for me to dump my emotions on someone else. Because, I mean, because they're not equipped to do so. Yeah. Because whatever problem I have, quite frankly, is none of their business. And they don't care because they have their own things to deal with. They have their own emotions to deal with. We all have our problems, right? We all have yeah. our, our emotions. So that, that story made me reflect. So that's why I personally, personally feel that uh, journaling is definitely the best way to go about it. Sometimes you need to also, of course, we need to talk. We need to talk about our problems. I mean, I've identified a couple of people in my life who I'm comfortable enough to be vulnerable with, mm -hmm. to talk and to exchange. And I value also their, I value their expertise and their thought process. And by the way, it, it, it cannot be one person. You can have a multiple, and this is what I love about it, is you can have a multiple, you have, you have your network of friends and people. And I call this, this network of, of friends of people as, um, um, like as a, as a, in French we say conseil d'administration, or we say um, like a, a guided board. counselor. Yeah, like a board, board of directors, if yeah. you will. So this, these groups, this group, is, is for, it, this is my board of director. So in this board of director, I have, you know, an expert in finance, an expert in relationships, an expert in business, an expert in spirituality, an expert in fitness, yeah. an expert, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all these people are so valuable to you. So whenever I have a problem, I know who to speak with. It might not be the same person all the time. It might not be the same person all the time. It could be different people, multiple people who are experts in their own field, right? Yeah. Who come and, and offer you their, their time and expertise and because you can't expect one person to to be the all knower, you know? Yeah. To be a solution when like one solution fits all. No. That's why you have again, to you cannot. It's not fair. You have to know yourself. You have exactly know yourself and know how this will help you. Because sometimes you can just find your own solution on your own and you're you're good. You're good to go. Sometimes again, write a gratitude page, ten things you're grateful for. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes a shower is all you need. Yeah. Sometimes a cup of coffee with some, you know, jazz music with some like essential oils. It's all you need, you know? <laughs> yeah. Figure out what works for you. Yes, exactly. So doing these lists, I think it could be a very important exercise to do for all of us. You know, doing a list of things, it doesn't take long. It takes just 20 minutes. What should I do when I'm angry? What should I do when I'm happy? 
also when you're happy when you're in a state of mind that's so high and so positive yeah. this is when you should be planning this is when you should um uh, uh you know doing some strategic work this is when you should be um also reaching out to people and help people you know we can't help people when we are our at our lowest no nope. right we help people when you are our best you know well we can we help our best. at our lowest yeah if we show up at our lowest and ask for help Do yeah you know yeah yeah it's true because it's very interesting I, uh sorry no no go ahead yeah okay i was just gonna say it's very interesting how like um when you share like your highest moments and everything people will say like oh they only share the high moments but then these same people, when you share the low moments, they don't want to see the low moments. So it just depends on, on what you're comfortable with sharing. And again, the intention about, yes, I think I read something about how uh, some people in first nations, they, they go ask advice from someone who is mourning, going through a mourning period. They ask for help from that person. One person asked why, why that person already has a lot to deal with what why are you asking that person yeah it's because they then that person who is at their lowest quote-unquote they need to feel useful they need to they need to shift their you said some something about first nations yes the first nations uh i read somewhere that when someone is uh from the first nations when they're i'm not sure which uh which one but one of the nations when they're mourning they go and ask that morning person for help and guidance and advice. And uh, the question was like, why do you ask a person who is already uh, in pain and dealing with so much? Why do you ask that person in particular? And it was said that, well, you ask that person because they need to feel like useful and they need to feel needed. And when you ask a person or go through a lot for help and for guidance, well, this is where they shift their energy and, and, and they, they basically, they focus on on others and so they can it's actually helping them in the yeah. healing process so this is what i read uh, so maybe if any of your viewers know more about uh, this uh, philosophy would be yeah. interesting to elaborate. Um, but... so what do you do when you feel at your lowest fiona um when i'm at my lowest well i've been at rock bottom so what i did was i completely isolated myself from everyone and everything and I had to look inwards and I had to well actually I I had to turn to religion at one point because um the world got really dark so I needed like answers but that were rooted in some sort of spirit like I needed to connect to my spirit and so I opened a bible and I needed to like see specifically the psalms chapters I don't know if you know anything about a little bit uh psalms but it's about people writing poems at their lowest to God. And so I was like, oh my God, yes, I am so sorry. Forgive me, forgive me. And it was like putting yourself at at the lowest, but recognizing that you're not almighty. And that that shift took a lot of weight off of me. It was like, okay, I don't have to solve all the problems in the world. Like I am a little ant. Please fill me with love and let me go on in this world, not feeling like I need to rule it. <laughs> because I was, I had this dark, dark energy around me that I couldn't get out of. So just reading those poems about people at their lowest really, really helped me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, I love it. that's what I did I love at my lowest. 
it really resonates with me that you're saying this because this is what I'm actually doing right now. Um, like we're in a month of Ramadan, so we're like we fast for 30 days. And, uh, wow, um, you haven't eaten. Show you. Yeah. Well, oh. today I'm sick, so I ate. <laughs> okay, okay. But usually that's yeah, for 30 days. But this is actually another journal of mine. It's okay. actually, it's letters, letters for God. And, and it's interesting you're mentioning this because um, this is what I've been doing. I mean, more or less consistently for, for like two weeks now, three weeks almost. Um, letters, yeah, letters to God. So like, it, it's really interesting that you're mentioning this because sometimes, you know, we have so many things like we desire in our hearts, etc. So when you speak to God and when you, you feel connected, but like I thought to myself, instead of speaking, when I write a letter, right? Like the things that I desire, even like, you know, prayers that I, I make for the people around me, yeah. for the situation, etc. So writing it down is so soothing. And I use like a space, 20 minutes. Like I give myself 20 minutes and you know what I do? It's really interesting. So on YouTube, there's so many like videos of people who are journaling and it says like journal with me or study with me. Yes. yeah. So I just put, yeah, I just put that video of this girl like writing. There's no music. There's no background. She's not talking. Just the background noise of the pencil or the pen, like scratching on the desk. Yes. I love it. It's like ASMR. Write with her. Mm -hmm. Write with her. I write with her. So I put like on screen, there's a timer and then I know like it's, and the time goes by so fast. So I put like my writing buddy in front of me and I just write, I don't know what she's writing about and she doesn't know me. <laughs> so we just write and then it feels so good. Like after 20 minutes, like, wow, already 20 minutes has passed. And then you feel so good. It's so therapeutic. And you feel like you're writing with someone. You're writing with someone. And you're also writing for like for God. So it's like, instead of having the prayers in your heart, you just like write it down. And my handwriting is so bad. Oh my God, I have a worse handwriting. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my handwriting is horrible. So I can't even understand. You can't that. rewrite it. You can't no, I can't. Like, now I'm like reading the first page. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes I might not visit these entries ever, but it's just the act itself of, dumping it down yeah and fiona the tears oh my yeah, god the tears the te i have like stains tear yeah. stains on the ink and, it's, and i want to keep it there i want to keep it messy real yeah it doesn't have to be beautiful you know it's messy it's my state of mind it's okay and it feels so good it, and it feels so, so good yeah it's so beautiful because it's such a like if you lost that journal how would you feel vulnerable that's like your heart right there right if you lost your journal to god i don't know about you but there for me like when i'm writing my messages to god let's say i'll do it on on a song so that's how i'll write on a song so if i were to lose that journal with all of my personal like songwriting i would freak out because i write some stuff that like let's say my boyfriend doesn't even know you know it's so, it's not even stuff that I knew about myself it's almost like God shows me what I didn't know about myself through yeah it's a crazy connection the minute, it is an interesting connection yeah and, and I don't want to like push beliefs or like God on anyone and I, I I just wish that people could have a connection like that with something and I kind of yeah. like I want to encourage it. So I, we use like higher self. You have a higher self that you can connect to. Meaning like, if you had a question like, why am I so 
um, worried all the time. Well, if you actually ask that to yourself right now, like, why am I so worried all the time? And then you answer, you find out that you have the answer. You always have it. I'm worried all the time because I don't think that I can reach my dreams and fulfill my greatest potential. Wow, that came from me. And that was my own answer to my own question. It's kind of like, that's the relationship you have with like a higher being. And so if you don't believe in any higher being, that's completely fine. But you have the answers then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Type thing. But you know how we mentioned like social media um, influencers and the followers and etc. Like it's there's like a little bit of uh, how can I say this? It's like you know back in the days, you know the times of the Bible, uh, also you know, um, and other religious. Uh, you know, you had like the the messenger that came with a message that had their followers, the prophets, and, but to, and the, the prophets, yeah. and, uh, exactly. Like today, it's being replaced by something else. You know by these influencers by these uh, you know social media stars by so i think i mean you, you mentioned you don't want to push god um but i think deep down people are always looking for some sort of spirituality something that's bigger than themselves to sort yeah. of you know hold on to in times of difficulties mm-hmm. um how many times do we see again if i go back to the um idea of influencers etc how many times do we see these influencers you know going to india for like um you know yoga retreats yeah. They're, you know, they pay five, six thousand euros, right, to go for like a ten-day yoga retreat yeah. to find themselves, etc. So these people have money. Yeah. Okay. These people live in, you know, first-world countries, and they have the money. Yet they go to a developing country to seek this spiritual experience that they cannot find. They couldn't find through money. They couldn't find through fame. They couldn't find through other means. Yeah. anyway like whether i agree or, with it or not this is a different topic but i just find it interesting how some people they're ready to go to the other side of the world to really seek and look for something that's bigger than themselves they're ready to spend money to look for to find the answer to find themselves etc so when regardless of how yeah no sorry go on i was just gonna say when no. the answers are in you like they are when, when you turn, when you stop externalizing and going on that flight to ask someone else to help you be spiritual, you could be in an alleyway, you could be in a field, you could be in quarantine on your couch, turn everything off the TV, the computers, yeah. the cell phone, a spiritual experience happens every single minute, every single second of every day, but you just have to hear yeah. it. There are forces like around us trying to communicate with us, but we can't hear them because we're always distraction and distracted. And so that's why like you can go to India and have your, you can go to Bali and have your retreat or whatever, but like it happens with you always. Everything else is external. So all that to say, yeah. It's like you're saying, you know, if uh, I'm in a relationship, if I get married or whatever, like all my problems will be solved or I'll be happier. Yeah. I'll be happier whenever, you know, if I get married, I'll be happier yeah. if uh, I get an award, let's say. I'll, I'll be happier. No, mm-hmm. it's not going to make a difference. I'm t- mm-hmm. it's, it's right here, right now. There's work to do on yourself every single day. And I'm speaking to myself before I speak to anyone, by the way. I don't like to preach. But I always want to speak it's to myself too. Yeah. To yourself. I'm just like thinking out loud right now. There's yeah. a lot of work to be done on an individual basis. And it's a daily battle. Yeah. And little things, it doesn't need to be big. Again, you don't need to go to the other side of the world and pay thousands of dollars to get this, this like aha moment. You can 
you know, find, and it's not going to bring you happiness. If you're not, it's not, you'll, you will have fun for sure. You will have fun, mm -hmm. but you're, it's not going to be transformative, right? It's like, how do we transform? It's little habits that we change, little habits that we let go. We replace something with something else. We replace bad habits with good habits and whatever that looks to you, you know, but uh, it's not something that's just shortly lived for 10 days. That's going to change you. People do Vipassana. I don't know if you heard of Vipassana. Mm -hmm. I've never done it myself. It's, yeah. It's like you do 10 days uh, retreat uh, and you don't speak to anyone. No one speaks to you. You don't take notes. You're like, you're in complete uh, silence for 10 days. I have friends who, who've done it. Apparently it's very transformative. I think it's great. I will be never able to do it quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Like 10 days without talking. <laughs> Not even whispering. You can't whisper, girl. You can't talk. You can't write. You can't read. No. Um, I don't know if any of your viewers have uh, experienced it, but it would be interesting to yeah. ask them about that. But, uh, but that's great if some people see, you know, transformation in it. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's a, such a large topic, you know, what is happiness and what is, it's such a large topic. It's, it can mean so many things for different people. And it can also mean different things for you on different phases of your life. Right? Yeah. But it's not going to come from the outside that's for sure like it's no one's gonna bring you happiness no one's gonna save you no no one's gonna bring you you are your knight in shining armor oh yeah you are you are your prince charming girl and they always say like <laughs> they always say when you search for something it runs from you if you're searching for happiness happiness will run from you if you're searching for money money will run from you and you will find yourself always in this constant um hamster wheel of searching for the thing that you want so bad but when yeah. you take a step back and work on yourself, you find that these things come to you. You come from a yeah. place of abundance rather than scarcity. Oh, I love this. Yeah, come from a place of abundance. Uh, it's like uh, I was compared to the pie. You know, let's say there's a pie. Yeah. And there's like, uh, let's say three pieces of the pie. And that, this pie represents success. So let's say if Fiona gets, uh, gets a, a, a project and she gets an award, some people will feel like, Let's say I will feel like, hey, wait a minute. If Fiona gets this, that it means that I lost my share of pie because yeah. she got it, you know. But the thing is, but this is this is a mentality that comes from a place of scarcity. That yeah. there's only so much. Like let's say there's literally like three pieces. If Fiona gets one, her boyfriend gets one, and like we're competing for the one that's left, and her dog gets one, and I get nothing, so I freak out. But whereas if you think about abundance, you know, like a place of um, abundance, mm -hmm. abundance, yeah. Abundance, yeah. Yes, exactly. If We all have different pies. Like there's so many pies. Like Fiona got her piece of pie. There's a pie out there waiting for me. Pie that is actually fresher for Usaima. For me. You got the first piece of the new pie. The better pie. <laughs> well, I mean, different pie because yours is a peach and mine is strawberry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mine comes, it suits me better. And I should be happy for Fiona that she got her peach pie. Why? Because it shows me that peach yeah. pies exist. Yes. And it is possible to taste it exactly. and to savor it. And yes. my pie will come soon. It will mm -hmm. be different. And we all have different timelines. Fiona got her pie today. My pie is waiting for me sometimes. Well, I don't know when. But yeah. I got to work for it. And I should, you know, take Fiona as an example and be happy for her pie. Yeah. And maybe I can taste a bit of her pie too, you know. She's, if you know she's what I'm feeling saying? generous. Yeah. She feels like, exactly. Just to be able to see that it is possible to get the pie. 
you know? So it's a shift of mentality. It's a shift and it's a daily practice. It's a, it's not easy. You know, we're humans. We have, you know, these terrible instincts. Yeah. Yeah. It's normal, you know, but again, it's, it's, we have to just believe that there's abundance out there and there's, you know, it is possible. Right. And I love that you say like these, these, um, traits like jealousy and the, they're great to be self-aware about because they can also indicate what matters to you. So let's say like, I get that piece of pie. Well, and that piece of pie was an award for uh, being on the rowing team, let's say, and you got jealous about that. Well, good. That means that you really care about rowing. You really care about sports. So maybe you should focus your energy on that on that maybe you're like doing accounting and then i got an award for sports and you're like oh i hate that well maybe you should go into sports that shows you what matters to you so use all of these feelings as self-awareness rather than externalize out to the people and attack them for their accomplishments bring it back like what can i do to to fulfill this or change my emotion to something yeah productive absolutely. absolutely And be happy for people's successes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because moments where you 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 have your own success, you know, you'll be happy when people are happy for you. So, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's quite interesting, but it's a human. It's it's a human, right? To to feel this way, to feel you know, jealous, etc. But it's not a. It's not. It's not good to entertain it for sure. Like it's. I think it's good to identify. You know, when are the moments where you feel jealous, and why do you feel jealous, and why do you yeah. feel you know, envious. And I think because we have, you know, we live in a social media world, there's always like places to compare yourself to other people mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, she has this and then I don't have that. Why? And, but the thing is like, you don't know what she's been through to get that. Yeah. And you don't know. Right. Um, you don't know, like you're just seeing the result, the surface, but you don't know like the hard work that was behind yeah. it, the sacrifice. I frequently... I frequently compare myself to creators in Los Angeles because of the sun and the beautiful background that they create in. And I'm like, if only oh, I yeah. go outside, like it's so cold out, where would I go to the park? And I always do that because I <laughs> envy heat and I envy oh, yeah. lifestyle where you could go outside in a t-shirt. I envy that so much. So it shows me that rather than keep complaining about it, which I do every single year, I have to get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of Montreal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll be an asset to Montreal that's for sure but uh, yeah change your environment sometimes like if you can change you know change your environment mm-hmm. when you change your environment you will experience changes yeah right change your mindset change your mindset change your I mean it might not be for the best or it might be for the best we don't know but uh but the only constant is is yourself like you're the only constant in this whole equation right yeah Constantly changing. Um, but I, I got you. I mean, being in Montreal these days is not uh, very jolly <laughs> with this uh, constant. Uh, I mean, we're almost mid uh, mid May and it's still very cold. So yeah. I'm just wondering when it will end. But it's okay. It's okay. I think I'm going to call this podcast "Being Human" because we've spoken about really human topics, like just how to be human. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I really hope that my humble contribution has, uh, yes. if someone can benefit from it one way or another, I benefited from it. Sometimes benefit. we benefit from just talking about it. There you go. From exchanging on a human, on a human level. It's like having a coffee conversation with a friend, right? Yeah. Catch up and then like, and other people join in and other people hear, you know, eavesdrop and uh, <laughs> right? yeah. 
and if it could be beneficial to anyone that's that that's great and i think you're doing a fantastic job uh, piona thank you Simon. i mean uh, i think once uh, you will interview the barack obama's of this world and uh, i hope so who knows, I, you know? I have a couple of more questions for you just to end off the podcast of course so the first one is if you could have any superpower in the world what would it be and oh my god <laughs> oh my god wow that's an interesting question yeah think about it i love this question. oh my god there's so many things superpower yeah anything you know, I think it would be interesting to like go back in time and uh, yeah, I think we'll go back in time and then my like my grandpa and my grandmother's uh, era. Okay. Get, get to know them better and uh, um, you didn't meet them. I met yeah, I met yeah yeah I met I met them. But, to but know I was, them I, my, one of my grandmother passed away four years ago, so um, like I was privileged enough to spend time with her but my grandpa no i've never met my grandfathers okay. so they only live through the stories of my parents mm. and um like i i have a i have a dress that belonged to my grandmother's from the 1950s and it was okay. so beautiful it's, i still have it my mom brought it for me from syria oh wow still really beautiful intact like the quality of the material back then was so beautiful and it fits me perfectly how interesting I, I wore it and it fits me. It needs some alternation. But anyway, all this to say that I just loved how women dressed back in the days. Just like so beautiful. And I look at the pictures of my maternal grandmother. She was absolutely stunning. And the, just like her, like I wish I knew her more. And I think if I were, could go back in time and spend some time with my grandparents and uh, knew them from, you know, the era back then, you know. Yeah. Um, and just to contrast it with the world that we live in today and just. Yeah, I think uh, I think that superpower would be highly appreciated. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. And what kind of dress is it? It's like a daily dress. It's a. It's a. No, it's. A, I think it's a night evening gown. Okay. Oh. It's really beautiful. It's um. Can you describe it for the viewers? The oh, listeners? absolutely. So it's like a it's dark blue, and it has some ornaments here on uh, some embroidery, actually hand embroidery on the chest, and also a little bit on the belly. And it's like typically like fluffy mm. uh, up, up to, down to the knees, the 1950 dress. And it's uh, it has a sleeveless and it's just like poofy and has like small waist. And it's just like really, princess. really, really beautiful. Uh, it's not so much princess. It's like, um, maybe I can send you a picture. Okay. And uh, it, it makes me really, because I love fashion from that, that era. Like I just found, I just find that, you know. I just, I wish, I wish I had more opportunities to wear dresses. And back in the days, like people wore dresses. Yeah, it's right? true. And they were always like super dressed up and nice. And uh, like even my grand, my, my grandfathers, like uh, I look at the pictures from their youth. Even my dad, like when he grew up, like he, you know, my dad always has, like, and still does, like, you know, always dresses up, like wears a necktie, yeah. wears like, a suit. It's like, you never know who you're going to run into. And that's the mentality he has and still mm -hmm. has. Like today, when he goes to the bank, he always dresses up. You know, my like, grandma's like that too. She has right. like a matching top with the matching pants. <laughs> yeah. So the whole idea of dressing up, like that was, uh, but I mean, beyond the whole dress up, et cetera, it's also like, you know, the family values. Yeah. Also, yeah. You know, just like a lot of, uh, the whole, the, the world was different back then. Yeah. I, mean, I contrast it to the Syria today. That's, you know, it's, you know, it's war zone and, uh, of course, not everywhere in Syria, some parts of Syria, I need to specify. But um, it's just to contrast both is 
quite interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely like go back in time. I would say okay, go back that's in an time. interesting power. Nobody has asked, nobody has said that, and we've had <laughs> over fifty people. That's crazy. Okay. Um, for the person who uh, feels like they're gonna give up on their dreams, what would you tell them to not give up? Give up on their dreams. You know, I would say it's okay to revisit your dreams from time to time. Take a break, you know. If you want to give up, don't give up. Don't pull the plug. Just take a break. Yeah. Whatever time you need, a week, two weeks, a year, two years, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Take a break. You don't give up. Don't give up on the people you love. Don't give up on the people who love you. Mm. Um, Sometimes, uh, unfortunately, relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships they have an expiry date sometimes unfortunately or maybe fortunately i don't know (laughs) people don't belong to us okay that's what i meant people don't belong to us friends don't belong to us family members don't belong to us yeah so when people want to go just let them go yeah just softly let them go and thank them for the time it's like mary kondo you know mary kondo you thank you know the piece of item the the item that was uh you know they want to let go of just thank them for their time with you and uh, part with them I would say, I love that. Don't give up on your dreams. Um, just know what your dreams are and revisit them from time to time to see whether they're still relevant in your life. Yes, because uh, we constantly change. But don't give up on yourself, I would say. Don't give up on yourself. Take a break when you're tired. And again, don't make decisions when you are at your lowest. When you're at your lowest, this is when you should take a break. Yeah. When you feel high and energetic and happy and excited and giddy. Bank on that. This bank on that. Going back to the list, bank on that. Mm-hmm. Write down, you know, you know, the things you want to achieve when you're high and happy. Not high on drugs, but like high on life, you know? Yeah. Like when you're high on life. Yeah. Just like write down, think about your dreams and and it's okay if you don't have big dreams. Like they don't need to be big dreams. Like you don't need to change the world. You need to be you know? famous, like we said. You don't need, yeah, you don't need to. Sometimes these things might not bring you happiness. Yeah. It's okay to have humble dreams too. It doesn't make you a loser. It does not make you a loser. It makes you maybe more realistic. Yes. Yeah, it makes you more realistic. So be gentle. Listen, we live in a difficult world, difficult yeah. reality. Just be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Please. And I have one last question. So <laughs> it's the biggest, hardest question, but answer it how, you can answer it in one word whatever you want. What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? (laughs) It's a huge question to be answered by a simple word. What is the meaning? But thank you. No, thank you for, um, I guess, putting me in. um, We need to face these questions for sure. What is the meaning of life? Um, For me is the meaning of life is you know of course we all want to leave a legacy when we're gone we all, yeah. we all want to leave something when people you know my grandparents left a memory with me you know now i want to go back to their era and live <laughs> you know the meaning of life um you know for me is to live with them you know according to my values you know have integrity have um be useful you know I always pray to god you know use me for your sake yeah one yeah. way or another it could be by sending a message like we're doing right now, helping people this way, yeah. one reason or another, like one way or another. Yeah. Um, being authentic, I would say this is so important. Yeah. Be as authentic as possible. Know that you are unique. Embrace your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Embrace who you are. Be gentle with yourself. Be proud of yourself. 
but the meaning of life is um, for sure, like serve others, you know, be there for others. And quite frankly, Fiona, like when I help other people, could it be my immediate family, could it be my friends or strangers? Oh my God, like the rush I get in my blood. It's the best it's, feeling in the world. It's incredible. The best. Like, honestly, like it's like when you give, let's say money to charity or any help, like the rush you have, in your, you have like zero regret as opposed to like spending that much money or even less on clothes or on like other things for you, oh, yes. you know, like yeah. it's just like, it's, it's just incredible. Right. So I think doing more of that, yeah. you know, put the energy elsewhere than focusing on myself. Yes. yes. It's important to focus on myself for my, for my well-being, for my self-care, but this is important so I can be strong enough to give that to other people exactly the more work you do on yourself you're actually helping others and you don't know it yeah you be able to show up for them in ways they didn't yeah you're more prone and you're more like i would say in french disponible like you're more available. present yeah you're more available for them when you are at your best whereas when you're at your lowest and you're tired and sick and this is when you receive, you know, because yeah. when you give, when you're like at your bed, this is when you give and it's a cycle and it feels really good. Like to be selfless, like I will say like selfless, like Mother Teresa can never be, I mean, she's again, a controversial figure, yeah. but like not to be hundred percent selfless. Like, yeah. I'm not for that. I'm not for, to be hundred percent selfless. No, even like mothers with children, like don't give up on yourself, your life for the, for others. But the idea is to really work on yourself, fill your own cup, try to be happy from within. So you can be present for other people, mm -hmm. available for other people and help them as well. So it's a cycle, you know, it's a cycle. Cycle of life. Being the cycle human. of life. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I love that. hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. Well, thank you, Saima. I mean, that. Well, thank you so much, Fiona. Is there anything else that you want to leave uh, the viewers with? Well, I really hope everyone, everyone is doing okay. Yes. Time. These are really difficult times for everyone. I think we're all experiencing it differently. But uh, I mean, with any low, it's only going to go up from now. Just be kind to yourself, be soft to yourself, take a break. Um, you know, take this time to reflect, take this time to reach out to other people Heal. and just have this faith. Have a faith that's whatever religious spirituality you have, but just have faith that tomorrow will be better. It cannot be like this forever. Tomorrow will be better. Yeah. Can you repeat the have faith part? Your, your face got all cut up and stuff. So just know that you have, uh, have faith, you know, have faith in, 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 in the future, that tomorrow will be a better day. We don't know when that is, but just have faith that uh, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Fiona, for inviting me. I really feel honored and privileged to be on your channel. Aww, we'll catch up soon. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm so happy to see, you know, you've come, you know, you've always been very sweet and very intelligent. And I'm so happy to see you. that, you, you, you know, you became the professional that you are and the human thank that you are. So thank you for, thank for inviting me. And thank good you luck with your channel. An impact. Yes. Yes. My pleasure. Bye bye. Right. Peace, lions. Peace and hearts. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. Peace and heart. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>